Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. College football season is still on pace to happen. Go Houston Baptist. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Training Camp Whisperer. And with me, once again, is AJ Dog AFC South correspondent Marchese. It's a very, very inside baseball joke. Very. <laughs> the The Twitter account is still up, though. Lots of uh, Kevin can wait tweets. So. It, it, do, do you expect to be tweeting um, from there again soon? I don't have the login, so uh, no. If you had it, would you be tweeting? Yeah, of course. Bo- At delay of game intern, please follow. Would you be tweeting about Bob Hart's Abishola? I think that would be our new show, wouldn't it? But we missed the first season. But actually, that might make better content. Yeah, way, way better. Confused. Way more confused. The Kevin can't... Was it Kevin can or can't wait? It changes every day. Whatever it was. The 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 fan theories we had off that show. Incredible. <laughs> tweeted so much. I, got, I, I remember when I got liked by... Or I think we built it from the official account. Yeah, no, it was it pretty... Made my, we, made my year. We could, that could have been our beat. Anyway, today we'll be... Con- Simpler times, man. Today we'll be continuing our NFL... Division previews with the AFC and NFC South. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. At the end of May... Armchair Media signed off on a year-long network sponsorship deal, allowing the company to grow our podcast and video network into new local sports communities. Following the senseless murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and countless other black community members at the hands of police officers, we want to ensure we do what we can to make a tangible impact on those communities as we grow. Armchair Media will be issuing four or $500 scholarships per semester to aspiring black creatives. If you've ever been dismissed as having an unrealistic career path, if you've ever butted heads with parents or teachers because they don't recognize exactly what you want to do with your life, if you've ever feared to express yourself or put your work into the world due to potential backlash, we strongly encourage you to apply. We recognize that there are creatives out there who may have bypassed college to pursue other avenues who didn't get into college because their passions didn't translate to collegiate testing, or who did not have access to the financial means to pay for college. This is why there are only three requirements for eligibility. Be a black creative, be under the age of 21, submit a project to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. That's scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball and the NBA are in full swing, and there are no shortages of ways to get in on the action. But don't swing on a 3-0 count. 
Bet Online has all the odds, features, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in to Floyd Money Mayweather as he joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive and expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. What better way to spend a, a fucking Sunday afternoon than putting the house on Floyd's pinky ring costing 15 grand? Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. I kind of lost myself in that Floyd Mayweather thing. <laughs> you got angry there for yeah. a second. Because I was just jealous of his his expensive and expansive jewelry collections better than mine. I, What's the most expensive piece of jewelry you own? I don't think I I own keys. Aren't jewelry right? Keys? Well, like I'm. I don't. Are glasses? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what counts as jewelry? Uh, uh, toe rings. I don't. I, think I don't. That's the class. Like yeah. the only thing I wear on my body, other than clothing, Close. shoes, and a hat. Uh, I have a hairband on my wrist because I have a man bun because I'm. I'm a fucking hipster. Right, well, we just lost a bunch of listeners. <laughs> Why'd you admit that? Fuck. No, sorry, it's not a man, but it's um, it's oh my, I can't it's dreads. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> white that white guy too. dreads. Sick, like Cole McDonald. Like Tim Toon. Speaking of Cole McDonald, do you remember that when the Lions drafted Tim Toon, the white guy with dreads, and like Mr. Irrelevant, like 2007? Yeah, Tim Toon, a uh, big miss for me. Yeah, it was not good. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> speaking of not good, more players have declared for the draft. I don't... Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you saying hashtag let them play? Yeah, let them play. Um, a handful have declared. But, hey, as of now, I think like 70 of the 130 programs are still planning to play this this fall, so... But uh, we've got Wake Forest wide receiver Sage Surratt, USC defensive mm-hmm. tackle Jay Tefeli, Michigan corner Ambry Thomas, Northwestern tackle Rashawn Slater, and Miami of Ohio tackle Tommy du- Doyle. Have, friend of the show, Tommy Doyle. Friend been of the on show, the show. Yeah. We can actually count that one, unlike the Linehan <laughs> family. Um, <laughs> it's our first real friend of the show. That's cool. Uh, they have all declared for the 2021 NFL draft. Um. Did you go back and watch more of uh, Tefeli? Because I remember we didn't really like him that much on the, well, on the Pac-12 so, so I watched him last year, and I liked him a lot. Yeah. Then I watched him again for the Pac-12 show. Um, and I, I kind of lost some of that luster. Yeah. I Like, you see the athleticism and stuff. But, but it's very yeah. much like he needs a lot of work with his hands to develop a pass rush plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I and then I was seeing all the like a lot That's of people nice. are really in on him, yeah. and which I could see because when I watched so this was I watched the Utah game mm-hmm. last year, um, and then he he announced he's returning. So then I just I, I put it towards this year, and then I watched the Fresno State Notre Dame game this year. Yeah, and so I think initial takeaways is obviously he's built 
to play. He can play his defensive line versatility is a huge plus. Like he can play three yeah. tech, one tech. He even played a little nose. Um, he wins with excellent leverage. He's got nice short area quickness, good motor, but doesn't know how to use his hands. Um, you want to see him get stronger in the lower body. I thought his anchor was a little inconsistent when he is playing uh, as a one tech or a nose to anchor down command doubles. Um, I think so. I think when you look at him, the upside is the size, the athleticism, and the mm-hmm. potential. But it's a it's a lot of projection in my mind. To, to just yeah. in terms of some people calling him a first round pick, I think that's a lot of projection. I I agree with you. Um, I, like he really probably would have benefited from the season. Obviously, mm-hmm. he, it's not his fault that he can't play. But uh, he's probably going to look good at whatever version of a combine we get. So the, that that's going to help. The him. other thing that's going to help him is it's a very unproven defensive tackle class, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Marvin Wilson is, I would say the most proven guy in the group. And it's not like he's a slam dunk first round pick. He needs this season to kind of get there. He mm-hmm. He's more of a, a, a early day two guy in my mind for now. Um, and then like the other guys, it's a lot like Christian Barmore, uh, Jordan yep. Davis. That's both, Tons of upside, but projection guys. Twyman. Yeah, yeah Twyman, same boat. Shelvin's obviously a, a true nose, so you lose some value there, and that's going to ding him. Uh, and then, like, even guys like like Levi on, on, on Muzuriki, he loses yeah. the season. Jordan yeah. Scott loses the season. And it's just, it's a very cloudy defensive tackle class. So I can understand why he declared. And there's a lot of upside there, but again, a lot of projection. Like, that's not mm-hmm. a guy I would feel comfortable based off the tape I've seen taking in the first round. I agree with you, Robert. Um, the other guys. Uh, Sage Surratt is a guy I think we both love. Mm-hmm. But deep wide receiver class, I, I he he's he's going to, f- like, light up the combine now. Like, he's just a height-weight speed monster. So, yeah. Depending on, on what happens, like I, I could legitimately see him sneaking into the back end of the first round. I feel like comfortable with, with saying he's a second. Yes, me now. no, to- totally agree. And especially because a lot of these top receivers are going to get to play the season. It's looking like yeah, at this point, yeah. like Jamar Chase, the Alabama guys. Um, it, it, I mean, Rondell Moore is already declared as well, but like Rondell Moore. If medicals check out, I think it's above Sage Surratt. Um, Me too. And, like, Tom Wallace gets to play this year. So, I think he's he's probably a top 50 pick. But first round, I could see him getting there with a big combine. But for now, mm-hmm. not there. Um, Ambry Thomas top, top? is a guy yeah. I am shocked, declared. Because it's very split on where people stand on him. Yeah, I was about to say that. People are really hot and cold on him. Um, I don't really like him. <laughs> Like I think yeah, he's a day three prospect. I think I'm higher on him than you are, but uh, yeah, it's it's a little surprising. And uh, Slater Slater's another guy. Kind of feels like he'll be a top fifty guy. Slater is a guy. I'm saying the more I see, the more I think he's getting up in the first round. Yep, yep. And that's uh, a guy you banged the table for on the Big Ten show, <clears throat> and um, he he just seems really safe. Yeah, I, I know exactly. I. I still, I hate saying it, but he might be a guard to me. I know. I I, I agree with you, and the length questions will come into play for sure. But because after Sewell, it's such an open tackle class. Yeah. Like he might be, he might be the second best tackle in this class. But I mean, I mean, Alex Leatherwood gets this season. Cosme gets yeah, this season. Cosby. 
so we'll see. But it'll be fun. And then Tommy Doyle, that's a, that's a guy who I think um, entered the year as a potential early day three guy. Doesn't get the season, yeah. but the physical tools are all there. Um, big combine could could go a long way in, in a very open tackle class. Yeah, I, I'm still a big fan of Tommy Doyle, and not just because he was on the show. Uh, I I don't believe you. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I think he was like already in that fourth, fifth round range for me. So yeah, like, like you said, the class is pretty. The wide other open. thing is um, with him, he could be at the Senior Bowl if the Senior Bowl happens, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think he should be there. I mean, I, I'd be surprised if he's not. But hey, uh, he wasn't on the watch list. I don't think, right? So well. <clears throat> Must be a liberal. Um, I, I shouldn't have said that, but I did. <laughs> and, we, and we press on. Um, let's talk AFC South football. Good transition. <laughs> let's, do it, let's do it, baby. Uh, sorry, I had to dunk on Jim Nagy back there. and Oh, and now you said his name. We're fucked. God damn it. It's going to track us down. <laughs> Bring back Phil uh, Savage. <clears throat> I kind of miss Phil Savage. Anyways, um, AFC Rob, South. You, would you like to hear my records for the AFC yeah, South? Yeah, can you go t- top to bottom? Sure, I can do top to bottom. It's the AFC South. It is the AFC South. Uh, at the top, I got the Tennessee Titans, eleven and five. Finish your drink. Really? Okay, let's do it. Uh, at second place, the Indianapolis Colts, nine and seven. Finish your drink. What the? F- no. Third, the Houston Texans. I don't think we're finishing our drink here. Eight and eight. Finish your drink. No fucking way. I don't believe you. I feel like you're full of shit right now. And last, but definitely not least, the Jacksonville Jaguars at three and thirteen. Don't finish your drink. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I also have the Titans winning the division at eleven and five. The Colts probably sneak in as the seven seed or six seed at nine and seven. Mm-hmm. Texans missing the playoffs eight and eight. Jaguars finishing last at one and fifteen. You want to talk? I want to start with the Jags. Just sure. talk a little Jags football. Sure. Um, um, at the end of the day, I, I, I mean, Doug Marone picking first overall. Doug Marone's yeah. got to be dead man walking. Yeah. Like, I, if he's back, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's the, okay. Well, first of all, Trevor Lawrence is a Jacksonville Jaguar. I, I feel like right now. Yeah. Um. And if you if you look at it, if that that offense Lawrence is walking into isn't isn't bad as long as he's got a no. competent play caller. You get in a thousand yard receiver in DJ Chark. Lavisca uh, Chanel is your kind of yeah. developmental uh, r- like rookie Tw- weapon uh, that you get weapon. Yeah, get to move around. DD Westbrook as the third option is uh, he's Fine. yeah he's shown flashes. It, it, it's a weird like Keelan Cole, Chris Conley. Those guys have played a lot of snaps. Got Colin Johnson, who you also drafted, who um, it, it was a bit of a polarizing prospect. I I liked him more than where he was drafted. Me too. Um, it's not a bad wide receiver group. They still the tight end positions forever a mystery in Jacksonville. <laughs> they, they have a lot of them, and uh, none of them. Are, I mean, Tyler Eifert's good, but he can't stay healthy. Do you think Leonard Fournette's a Jaguar next year? Uh, no, me neither. But if he is, like that's a fine running back, you know. Sure, I'm sold. But they've got Divine Ezekbo on the roster. 
Uh, and uh, Raquel Armstead, baby, the Rock. Uh, they've been investing. The line. They've been investing yeah. in the offensive line. Jawan Taylor had an up and down rookie year, but he looks like the future at right tackle. I do think mm-hmm. Cam Robinson's a guard. I still think that, and I, th- mm-hmm. I think Ben Barch, who they drafted in the fourth round, is a more interesting tackle option than Cam Robinson. See, I, I if you were to ask me right now, I, I think they're sticking with Robinson at tackle and Barch. Is competing with Ken for that, that that other guard spot, which I just I think there's like I think I, Cam I, Robinson being a guard a could time. be a, a Pro Bowl type player. Yeah, and yeah. As a tackle, his his flaws are more or e- easier to take advantage of. It's not the worst offensive line in the world, but it's not great. No, like Norwell, he's been a letdown, solid. but he's still an average yeah. guard. Yeah, Linder's the, solid. The pieces are there. I think the. I mean, the important thing is getting rid of Doug Marone and, and getting a f- fresh front office in there. Yeah. Finally, yeah. Um, I mean, like the Yannick and Gakwe seg was seg has been ridiculous, and like the, they've they've already planned to move on from him, and, and they still haven't been able to do so. Yeah, that's a mess. I mean, on defense, the amount of talent that has left them over the last year, year and a half, whatever. Uh, is astounding, <laughs> but y- like you look at the front, and there's a lot of like young, interesting, like like Josh Allen had a really good rookie year. Uh, Caleb Von Chason, that's really exciting. Taven Bryan potential hasn't shown it, but that's interesting, you know. Uh, Tammy Drinigan, they, they've there. invested in the off or the defensive line. Josh Allen yeah, is a, De- a, a Pro Bowl type player. Yannick Ngakwe is a- Hamilton. That's a nice, yeah. Yannick Ngakwe is a first round pick with all kinds of upside. Similar situation to when they drafted Josh Allen last year, where we're not sure what kind of role they're going to deploy him, and then Josh Allen ended up just being a true edge. Uh, you Freudian slip there, Rob. You, you called uh, Chason Ngakwe. Whatever. You know what I meant. Uh, Taven Bryan, I, I think it's starting to feel like he's not. This is the year, right? Like he's got to show yeah. something. But they, they, they also have the Rams' first-round pick, too, right? So let's say mm-hmm. the, and the Rams are obviously in a tough division where it wouldn't be a shock if the Rams are picking top 15. Uh no, not shocking. I I think I think I'm more in that fifteen to twenty camp. Me me too. I'm just saying. Yeah. And yeah. and then they bring in Joe Schobert, who's one of the most underrated off ball linebackers. Stick him next to Miles Jack. That's that's a good duo. And the 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 secondary is young, but it's coming together at least. You get yeah. like I think Ronnie Harrison's a fine starting strong safety. C.J. Henderson, you invest in. And and then it's, it's I, and it totally yeah. falls off. But the pieces are there. Like between Allen, Chason, Jack, Schobert, uh, Henderson, Harrison. Like that's your core on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to take a couple years. It's it's going to take going one and fifteen, getting Trevor Lawrence, restock, getting a head coach and a GM who are on the same page. Yeah, and and, and building towards the future. It's like a three year plan, five year plan. To turn this thing around, yeah, like I, he's this is a worse situation than like assuming Trevor Lawrence ends up a Jaguar. This is a worse situation than Joe Burrow walking into Cincinnati or Kyler Murray walking into Arizona. Yeah, Bit, yeah. Par- partially it, just it, because there's never been any real stability within the franchise, right? Yeah, no, that that's a good point. I mean, like on paper, like 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 we just went over the <laughs> offense isn't bad and it's it's young, right? But yeah, uh, I don't know, I. I Kind of don't have faith in them hiring the right coach either, which is, is bad. Like you I like I I like the ownership. Yeah, I just don't think like I don't know why Con brought back Marone. 
I don't know why What's-His-Name's still the GM. Yeah, Caldwell? Yeah, Caldwell's been there since, what, 2013? And hasn't ever really done anything? Yeah. Yeah. And then they just totally fell apart the following year. They rewarded Blake Bortles with a ridiculous contract, even though everyone (laughs) knew it was bad. Like, I don't know how they get that, that staff and that front office have had so many chances. It starts with redoing that and then ending up with Trevor Lawrence. Anyway, Texans talk. We both have them. Are they... We both have them going eight and eight and missing the playoffs. I assume. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're they're kind of uninteresting to me this year, to be honest. I mean, I'd feel I bad for Deshaun Watson. Me too. I love Deshaun Watson. Um, Top five quarterback in the league. They trade yeah. one of the three best receivers in football. No, Rob, you forgot the spin zone, though, baby. <laughs> What was it? He relies on Hopkins too much. Yeah. This is going to make him a better quarterback. And they're going for speed, Rob. Hopkins is slow. Don't forget that. They bring in often injured Brandon Cooks, often injured David Johnson. David Johnson. Often injured Randall Cobb. Often Old Randall to Cobb. pair with often injured Will Fuller. Will Fuller, yeah. Um, it's And the, the, the weird thing is, like, all the receivers are similar style. Like, Kenny Stills and Will yeah. Fuller – and Brandon Cooks are all, in theory, the same idea. Kiki Kuti was a promising rookie, and now he's wide receiver six, and also the same idea as everybody else ahead of him. It's just, it's it's ridiculous the way Bill O'Brien has... But at the same time, if they end up making the playoffs again, I... Even though it feels like every offseason we're all criticizing Bill O'Brien, especially because yeah. they don't have a GM, and he has too much power, and whatever, and... But then if they make the playoffs, does it matter? Who knows? And, and Watson can drag this team to the playoffs. I, I, I think so. I mean, the offensive line, it can't be – it showed flash. Like, Laramie Tunsil is a Pro Bowl player, obviously. Yes. And, and you saw some flashes from Titus Howard uh, I, I, and Max I think Sharp. You say the ro- yeah, the rookies were better, better than expected. Than, yeah, Nick Martin's yeah, a fine exactly. center. And, and they get another year of continuity together, another year in the system. Yep. In theory, it could be better. Um, my boy, Collie Waring, missed his whole rookie <laughs> year. He's he's going to be a star. I I saw some uh, training camp hype for him today, actually. Fuck yeah. Uh, and then defensively, uh, they, Anthony Weaver takes over as the defensive play caller. And, and like, they just, the, the cupboard always seems full on the defensive line. Even if it's lesser known names, like, I think Charles Amenihue's going to, um, have a huge yeah, year. Say that for later. Yeah, JJ Watt if he's healthy. They they got Ross Blacklock in the second round, a guy we were both quite high on. Mm-hmm. Um, they draft my boy Jonathan Grenard. Yeah, Whitney Merciless is healthier. Maybe oh, I, he was not very good last year. Uh, yeah, I guess, but I, st- I, st- I still believe in the Merciless. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I guess the injuries. Um, Zach Cunningham and B- Benardrick McKinney are one of the best mm-hmm. inside linebacker duos. So like, the, the the front seven, it's not as loaded as it has been, but there's still talent up there. It, it's still like middle of the pack in the NFL, right? I, I just think there's less depth on the defensive line than there has been in the past, but... Um, Definitely, but and they don't have that. Uh, not, if JJ Watts on healthy, they don't have a reliable yeah. pass rusher. Not to the extent of the Jaguars, but they've lost a lot of talent on defense the last few years too. Yeah, for sure. Um, secondary wise, it, I feel I still feel like I 
it's headed in the right direction. They're still a piece or two away. Justin Reed, I think, is the dude. Yep. Bradley Roby was quite good for them last year, and I think he's a, mm-hmm. a starting caliber corner. Gary on Conley, I'm I'm ready for it to happen. He he played well down the stretch last year. Um, Lonnie Johnson, they invest in that. He'll need to take major step forward, and they yeah. still need to find that other safety. But yeah. just when when you look at it all, it's not a bad team, and they have a top five quarterback. And Bill O'Brien, as a head coach, has done a good job. But I just I can't see them winning more than eight games. I agree. Like eight even feels like Watson's pulling a few out of his ass, you know. Especially in this division where the Titans and Colts, the Titans are coming off an AFC Championship appearance, and the Colts got much better in theory. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's tough to see them winning more than eight. Yeah. Speaking of the Colts, how how what do you think Philip Rivers is going to look like this year? That's the big question for this team, right? I think we have seen Frank Reich. Yep. take a quarterback in Andrew Luck who was coming off a major injury mm-hmm. and kind of hide some of the shortcomings until he really got into a groove. Mm-hmm. And I think Frank Reich will be able to do some of that with Philip Rivers. Obviously, Andrew Luck was a much better quarterback than Philip Rivers is right now. But I, I think Philip Rivers can be average. And I think Philip Rivers is always going to be willing to take deep shots. And that's what is... Yeah separates him from what Jacoby Brissett was doing last year is Brissett wouldn't go downfield. Brissett kind of fell in love with just um, not making a mistake instead of uh, taking the big play. It, it to, to, to defend Jacoby Brissett a little bit, it didn't help that he had like virtually no one to throw to the football to. Yeah, but he also wouldn't go downfield. So I'm I'm not defending. You, I'm just saying. You are defending. Yeah. Uh, He's and, the best quarterback in the And then the, they, they also obviously, they, they take Jonathan Taylor and just stick him behind this offensive line, which it's one of the best offensive lines in football. Um, I don't know if there's an offensive line with more continuity over the last two years yeah. than this offensive line. You yep. get a healthy T.Y. Hilton. Um, you draft Michael Pittman, who I think fits exactly what Philip Rivers was used yes. to in – in uh, San Diego, and Vincent LA. Jackson style. Yeah, and then Paris Gamble gets another year. Jack Doyle's assault safety. Like this is Philip Rivers. This is the best offensive line Philip Rivers has ever had. And you're sticking a Pro Bowl caliber running back. I know he's never played a snap in the league, but I think Jonathan Taylor behind this offensive line should be a rookie of the year favorite. Yeah, not not to mention Marlon Mack is our, is a really good running back, and Naeem Hines is a good satellite back. Uh, satellite, guy. yeah, yeah. No, it's like it's a it truly it comes down to either Paris Campbell taking a step, yeah, or Michael yeah. Pittman being an immediate impact player because that's kind of the one uh, uh, like other than Philip Rivers, that's the one question because we we don't you, know how much Philip Rivers has left in the tank. No, yeah, that's yeah. Do you, I think we both lean towards Pittman being good as a rookie over Campbell taking a step? Yeah, I would. I would say it's more likely that Campbell has like a specific role this year, at least, than yeah. him taking like a major step as a true receiver. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, but ultimately, I think in this system, like Philip Rivers can, I think he's going to turn the ball over at the end of the day because that's just who he is. So okay. it, it, it that that would be the one thing holding me back. Like I love the Colts. I've I've loved them under the the rank Ballard regime, mm-hmm. but it's hard to see them really pushing the double digit wins when I, I think Phil Rivers at what at best is 
the 18th best quarterback in the league, maybe. Okay, to make a slight case for Philip Rivers and just to play devil's advocate, like, it felt like Rivers, and especially, it's almost felt like he's been playing from behind a lot. That's true. No, you're not wrong. And 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 the offensive line, and and, uh, obviously as he's gotten older, he loses mobility, and he was never a big mobile quarterback in the first place. And now he, he gets an offensive line of... Anthony Costanzo, who's a borderline Pro Bowl player, probably the most underrated left tackle in the NFL, to be honest. All Pro Quentin Nelson, Pro Bowler Ryan Kelly, Mark Lewinsky, who, when healthy, is one of the most underrated guards in football, and then Braden Smith, who it feels like he's on the cusp of Pro Bowl ability. Yeah, and it's like not just in games was Rivers kind of trailing from behind and trying to wing it a bit, but like I almost feel like the seasons got away from him early the last yeah. few years too. Right? If he can, if he can, maybe Wright can get him to force less throws like yeah if he if he can throw for 4000 yards 25 touchdowns and 12 picks like that is what they need yeah for sure and, and I, I like you said I, I it will be less on him to win games when he's got this Those offensive backs, line this this line. running back core TY Hilton uh, and, and and we haven't even talked about the defense that adds an all pro defensive player that your caliber player into Forrest Buckner you stick him with Justin Houston, who had a great comeback season last year. Yep. And, and good good just depth. Like, Taekwon Lewis, Danico yeah. Autry. I know Ben Banigou got hurt this week, but assuming he's mm-hmm. healthy. Like, they've they've done well to build some depth there. You've got a, yep. another pro bowler behind that in Darius Leonard. An experienced linebacker in Anthony Walker, who I, I don't even know if he'll start because I think Bobby Okariki's on his heels. He had a pretty pretty nice little rookie year, yeah. And if Chemical Ture can get back healthy, it feels like he he could be with Buckner commanding double teams on the inside. Yeah, Justin Houston see, seeing more attention. Like it feels like Trey could have a huge year. Mm-hmm. The the but yeah, he's he's on the the pop list right now, right? Yeah. yeah. And then I, I overall the I think the biggest question defensively is corner, right? Yeah, for sure. Like you, I mean, Kenny Moore's locked down at nickel. You you hope Xavier Rhodes is gonna have to start. You hope Malik Hooker finds. I I think partially it's scheme like he needs to be a single high safety. Yeah, but uh, him and Kari Willis, I, I think complement each other extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, they drafted Julian Blackman, who you, you they draft him on, on day two, so you you expect that he yeah. he might have a role early. Um. It, you mentioned Xavier Rhodes. Like, how much does he have left in the tank? Rocky Sin needs to take a big leap in year two. So, I guess corner and receiver are the big questions. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, again, Phil Rivers, what, what's he going to look like? Right. Uh, okay. The Tennessee Titans. They, not a lot has changed roster-wise. It just feels like they're built to – like, they. it doesn't feel like they'll have a major regression – Unless Tannehill completely shits the bed, but I but feel like the, the... like they just had such a good plan there. Like I don't love yeah. Ryan Tannehill, but Arthur Smith did a really good job. They bring back Derrick yeah. Henry and, and tagging him was smart. You don't have to pay him for real. Or did, no, they actually did pay him, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't now I'm losing now, my mind. It also feels like it's still March right now, so it's weird. Yeah, they paid him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about that. No, I'm out on them. Um, no, but... I mean, it's a, it's, it wasn't a good call, but it, it works for this year. You get A.J. Brown another year. 
that I guess ultimately like Corey Davis needs to. I don't, I think yes. he that's just not happening. Like I think he'll be an okay receiver again. But yeah, the offense returns pretty much everybody. Yeah, except for Jack Conklin and uh, and, and that's Dennis Kelly's probably going to start. I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean. Isaiah Wilson made some poor decisions, COVID-related decisions recently, and I think he's mm-hmm. in the doghouse. But the rest of the offensive line, like Nate Davis had a really good rookie year. Ro- mm-hmm. Roger Saffold, although not Pro Bowl guy anymore, still quite good. Taylor Luan, same thing. I think it's it's the second-best offensive line in the division. You've got the best, I, I, I don't know, game plan offensively, just because you know what you're going to get game in, game out from Derrick Henry as long as he's healthy. Yeah, and Tannehill's exactly. so good in the play-action pass game. And then you just need to get the ball in A.J. Brown's hands. And, yeah, exactly. On defense, I, I think they're only getting better, too. I think, well, I, J- the big the, the big question is they need to find that edge rusher. Yeah. Good, uh, uh, good analysis. Thanks, A.J. Um, <laughs> I thought you were still talking, and then I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I believe in Harold Landry, but yeah, opposite of him is. Uh, well, he needs to step it up too. Yeah, and, and yeah, and they, I mean, they bring in Vic Beasley, but that's been super weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think Jeffrey Simmons is going to take a huge jump this year. Um, I think Laurel uh, Murchison could could make an impact as a rookie. Like, I don't think the defense is like the defensive line is a bit of a question mark. Because, yeah, you don't – like, Daquan Jones is fine. Um, it, it, it's really re- relying on Simmons and Harold Landry to take big leaps. Yeah, yeah. And I believe in both of them, Rob. Me too. And it, on the inside, uh, inside linebacker, you, you I think we both believe in Rashawn Evans. Well, Rashawn Evans is one league. of the best off-ball linebackers in the league last year. And then Jayon Brown, I think, is quite underrated. Um, yep. And then the secondary, they – it feels like they just keep on investing. But like it, it, it well, doesn't... Kevin Byard's a Pro Bowler. Yes, and I, I Adoree Jackson's been very up and down. Yeah. The the big question is Logan Ryan's gone. Who's replacing that? I don't think Jonathan Joseph's really got anything left in the tank. How quickly can Christian Fulton impact the game? Mm-hmm. Um, Ken, Kenny Vaccaro has been a good big nickel for them. The, I, I think that the combination of question in the secondary to me is. Overall athleticism and size, but they have and it's yeah I agree and then it's kind of they have depth kind of which is fun because I still like Dan Crochet and Amani Hooker's a good football player like it's kind of funny yeah they're like they're gonna be a really uninteresting eleven and five I think Vrabel being just such a good coach and um, mm-hmm. Arthur Smith as as the uh, OC who out of nowhere was just awesome last yeah. year. I think neither of us kind of believed in no, him. No, I, I, I shit on him for that hire. Yeah. And uh, he he was so much more creative than I expected and really mm-hmm. just matched the offense to Tannehill's strength. And, and they just played mean mean power football with a lot of play-action pass mixed in and getting the ball into playmakers' hands like A.J. Brown. I, yep. I just feel like it's the same formula. You can win the division doing that just because of where the questions lie with the other teams. Yeah, it's almost like I mean personally, it's like tied in. The Tennessee's not a team I'm going to want to tune into every no. Sunday, but but the plans there, they're, they're getting wins. Yeah, and if to me it feels like this should be the Colts' division going forward, 
But the the big question is Philip Rivers. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, want to rank some quarterbacks? Ten to one. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Ten just. So the, this division falls off quick after like the top six. But anyways, uh, ten because he's the newcomer. I got to throw throw him in. Trevor Simeon, baby. <laughs> Ninth, I got Mike Glennon. It's terrible. Eighth, Josh Dobbs. Seven, uh, the would be first round pick trade guy, Adrian McCarron. Six, six, the rookie Jacob Eason. Uh, five, Jacoby Prezet. Four, Gardner Minshew. Three, Ryan Tannehill. Two, Philip Rivers. Uh, that's that's. That's the debate there. Uh, I struggled. And number one, obviously, Deshaun Watson. We had like half of them the same, but I didn't say finish your drink because you're going real fast. Yeah, it's not that interesting. <laughs> Ten, Swag Kelly. Nine, Mike Glennon. Eight, Jake Luton. Seven, Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Six, Jacob Eason. Five, Jacoby Brissett. Four, Gardner Minshew. Three, Philip Rivers. Two, Ryan Tannehill. One, Deshaun Watson. My, my reasoning for Tannehill over Rivers is yeah. I, I feel like at this point I have a better idea of what I'm getting with Tannehill. Like he's now Alex I Smith. Think he, I think you're right, but I, I it's push comes to shove. I love. Well, him. Uh, still, I, I respect, and I think you made a good point earlier. It's just the situation he was in didn't fit what he had yeah. left in the tank, and this is like I I had mentioned too with Frank Reich. I think he'll be able to tailor the offense to what Rivers' strengths are at this point, at least. Mm-hmm. Like okay, if you were a coach. So it, it, it's your team. It's it's not either of these rosters, okay? Who would you take as your quarterback, Philip Rivers or Ryan, Ryan Tannehill? Just Ryan Tannehill. Okay. And that's why you chose him. Correct. There you go. Uh, okay, MVP choice. This is not a good division for <laughs> it because unless you think the Texans are a playoff team. Mm-mm. Uh, I chose Deshaun Watson, me, but I don't think they're a playoff me team. Me too, be, because he's the only choice. He, yeah, if they, I mean, Derrick Henry MVP. If, I mean, if, if they, they make the playoffs, playoffs, he's a probably a legitimate MVP choice. It, it, absolutely, exactly. If they don't make the playoffs, it's because uh, he might have, you know, missed time or whatever. Like, you know or what because mean? Or of the bad. team sucks, not because yeah, exactly. of him. Offensive Player of the Year, pretty Derrick Henry. Pretty hard to pick against that when we both think the Titans are going to win the division because I think we both think that they'll win the division on his legs. Exactly, yeah. Um, again, pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, defensive player of the year? DeForest Buckner. Um, yeah, I think that's another, e- it's another easy choice. Yeah, especially, you know, I kind of like, it's more fun picking newcomers, and newcomers get all the attention, you know what I mean, when it's a big uh, big offseason move. And again, after him, it, it's, there's not really any uh, slam dunks, like, unless you're J.J. Watt, but well, you, you, you can't really bet on them now. Or, yeah. or you're projecting Josh Allen or Jeffrey Simmons to take big, big leap. <laughs> Or like Darius Leonard having 700 tackles. Yeah. Or Kevin Byard. You could, you could pick Kevin Byard. Yeah, you you could. Yeah, you're right. I guess if he hits 10, 10 picks, which is uh, okay, not what? impossible for him. You have to have 10 picks what? to win Defensive Player of the Year? No one has 10 picks. It's not impossible. Are you he, fucked? He like nine, didn't he? No one's had 10 picks in the NFL since like Ed Reed in 2009. I'm just how many okay as a safety what type of numbers would you have to put up like, that's what to I'm be, saying you don't have to have ten picks to win defensive player of the year as a DB Stephon Gilmore sure certainly didn't last year that's, that's true a little little different though but yeah what Troy Polamalu didn't different yeah but different player too okay, but they're safety still but he fired at eight picks like three years yeah you said he has to have ten oh, yeah he did he win with eight no exactly case closed Rob. You say outlandish things and then don't like when I call you on it. Offensive Rookie of the Year. 
Jonathan Taylor. How many yards do you think he runs for, considering that they still have Marlon I, Mack coming off in a thousand yard year? Yeah, that's why I don't know. Do you, but it feels like he's featured. And I saw saw some training camp yeah. stuff saying that they're going to throw to the running backs more than any other team, which is training camp. I don't know if that's true. Do you think? Yeah. Like, do you think Marlon Mack's just getting completely shafted? I hope he's not, because he's a good running back. And, yeah, but they're all uh, replaceable and none of them matter. Uh, I feel like he's going to hit a thousand, like Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I think so too. And Naeem Hines is going to have a thousand receiving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, de- and Matt, Max Max goes five hundred, five hundred. <laughs> Defensive rookie of the year. This is hard. Yeah, I, I chose C.J. Henderson just kind of out of desperation here. I feel like yeah, the the favorable picks are him or Chase on because they'll be playing a lot. Chase on my second choice, but yeah. I, Again, as you kind of touched on, I don't know what his role is exactly. I, At least Henderson's just going to be out there on an island. I went with Christian Fulton. Okay, he was, he's up there I too. think he yeah. is a corner who, although he fell to the second round because his ceiling wasn't nearly as high as some of the other options, he's one of the higher okay. floor corners, really safe, savvy, technically sound corner who can play inside or outside. And I think they kind of are going to need it because, again, I don't think Jonathan Joseph's mm-hmm. got anything left in the tank. <laughs> It feels like JJ was like forty seven. Thirty six. He feels older than that, but he's still still playing. Um, yeah, for me, like like you kind of touched on. Um, I don't see like even though Fulton has a better chance to have a better rookie year than these two, especially because of the team he's. He'll on. have way less uh, uh, um, coverage, like media yeah. attention. Yeah, exactly, and I feel like he's less likely to uh, stuff some stats with him. Um, okay, offensive line of the year, pretty obvious. The, the Colts, yeah. Um, comeback player of the year, lots of options. Uh, I, I'm just, the guy you can choose the last three, four years, J.J. Watt. Baby. I also picked him, but you could pick T.Y. Hilton, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, yeah. or David Johnson. Are you, are you going to pick David Johnson? No, most improved. Charles Amanahue. What? I don't know. That's why I picked. So but f- I, you I do not understand what most improved is. I do, but uh, yeah, a great, oh, great rookie out. year. Well, year two, we we've discussed I, this. Year two guys shouldn't be in the most improved category. Oh my god! Okay, uh, I don't know. Then. I picked Malik Hooker. Okay, that's a good one. I feel I like we picked him the last two years, though. Gary and Conley also a good choice. Breakout player. This is where you could pick Charles and Menu. This is where I considered him. I, I really, I would have. Uh, I'm, I'm going with Harold Landry. I think he's going to take the step. I'm going with Rashawn Evans. I think he becomes an all-pro. So, I really – I wrote down Evans, Landry, and Simmons. Uh, I was going to say all three of them. Like, as a – not not individually, but as a bunch. I'm su- they all make the pro. I'm ball. surprised you didn't pick Bobby Okariki. Yeah, I like him, but I, uh, I don't know if he's going to break out. I, I do still like Okariki. Coach though. of the year. Mike Frable. Me too. Assistant coach of the year. Arthur Smith, which is uh, if you told me this, I was saying this a year ago. I'd be, I wouldn't believe it. I pick Matt Eberflus. Give him okay. DeForest Buckner. I think we're gonna have a lot of fun. GM of the year, Chris Ballard. Agreed. John Robinson, good, uh, good second choice though. Yeah, yeah, but see, as we kind of touch, touch upon, it kind of feels like they're the same team. Yeah, Ballard. Well, I mean, it, it, yeah, like Ballard with bringing Rivers, it gets in the attention and stuff. You know, twenty twenty has been the year of things happening that are completely out of control. But there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you confidence 
body, I can't read, to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellows down low. The lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light, so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, in the dark shower, whatever floats your boat. I'm reading fast. They are just released. Are. They just released their shoes 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on. Their lawnmower 3.0. I think it makes sense. The shoes 2.0, the luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Speaking of clippers, they lost. The shoe to Luca. Yeah, Luca hit a game-winning three. The shoes 2.0 nail. Kit, Kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that this is so long. That's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if you catch if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of their life-changing products. In fact, listeners of the show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use, uh, uh, use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving the, your horns. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what happened with that one? Uh, okay, listeners, this is how I want you to picture that ad. Like he's the announcer on The Price is Right. And he's running through all these products. And I think if you picture like that with some models showing it off, one guy, one girl, I think it's a perfect ad read. And bet on sports. I'm watching Utah-Denver right now, 90-90 with eight minutes to go. Or it might say six minutes. I can't read. And I don't have my glasses. How, how many points for uh, Mitchell and Murray? Yeah, I haven't been – I'm doing a podcast. I haven't been, like, tracking their points. Oh, that's what you've been doing this whole time. So go to betonline.ag and bet on teams with Canadians like the Denver Nuggets. 29 points for Jamal Murray tonight. 22 for Mitchell. Take their overs, baby. They're dropping points. Um. Okay. NFC South. <laughs> yeah. Go. <laughs> I'm out. Are you I'm, okay? I'm, no, I've had to do a lot of talking. I'm, someone has to carry this show. Oh, my God. Okay. I'll carry this shit. I'm hitting all of these dead on. This is 100% correct. You ready, Rob? Carolina in fourth place. 5-11. and 11. I think they squeak it out to five wins. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons going 7-9, finishing third place. Does Dan Quinn get fired? I don't know. Not if they win three of the last four games or something. Uh, second place, the most interesting team in all of football, maybe. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers... I'm interested to see what you have them going. I was kind of lower uh, like two months ago on them. I don't know why. I think I'm just bought into the hype. I got them going 11-5. and five. And then winning the division, maybe the best team in football or the second best team in football. The New Orleans Saints going 12-4. and four. They could easily be 13-3. and three. I have three of the four teams with better records than you give them. Okay. Panthers, 2-14. and 14. I, I, th- I figured you were going to be lower on the Carolina. Yeah, I, th- I think they're taking Justin Fields. I do too, but yeah. Um, Falcons eight and eight. Okay. It feels like they just have to win seven to nine games. That's what they do. That's that's it. And then like Dan yeah. Quinn might be back, but Thomas Dimitrov will be. Tampa <laughs> thirteen and three. Holy shit! Okay. Saints right. thirteen and three. Okay. I think this year more than so, any other year 
having a competent coach, especially on the offensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. with a veteran quarterback and pass catchers who can easily get on the same page as that veteran quarterback, along mm-hmm. with offensive line, experienced offensive line play. And, I mean, that's why I think the Saints are the best team in the NFC in general, or in the I best shape it. at least. And uh, I believe uh, that th- this Bucks team is just – I honestly, a lot of it is the Bucks defense. I think the Bucks defense is going to be so good. You want to start there? No. Oh, I want to start with okay. the Panthers. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Why. We can start there. All right. Because um, I, I, I think that uh, – first of all, the Bucks are the most interesting. And I think it's the defense is the most interesting part of – everything <laughs> um okay you you sell me on this defense it's not like i'm low i got them going 11 to 5 I'm okay but hit me with todd Ta- yeah. bulls um yes. i think we you, you, you sold me one, you sold one me. of the best defensive coordinators in the league we can't forget that i love todd bulls we, we both kind of want him to stick with the jets but it, we i think we're okay okay i'm supposed to be selling you relax okay sorry v- v- you got me excited with todd holy bulls. fuck vita vea entering year three had a really strong season down the stretch last mm-hmm. year. Sue's back. Um, and and then you get to, you, the other part of the defensive line is kind of the main question you have. But yeah. Levante David's coming off yet another all-pro season in which he was not recognized. Devin White yeah. enters year two. He was fantastic down the stretch as well. Sticking him next to David where he can just be a fucking freak of an athlete and make plays mm-hmm. and not have to think where you've got Levante David running that defense and then you bring back Shaq Barrett who obviously led the league in sacks last year Yep. you bring back Jason Pierre-Paul who although he's not what he used to be he's still a very good run defender and I, I think still gotta get you 8 sacks secondary is the big question but hey no, no Pac has talked about Jamel Dean more than us. And <laughs> Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis had some uh, had uh, had some of the like most impressive ball production among young corners last year. And, and like Sean Murphy bunting up and down, but the ups were pretty good. Yeah, like I think that's the three corners. Antoine yep. Winfield Jr. The 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 I mean, we were both really high on him, but the the reports of the camp have been very positive. He feels like the most exciting thing about this defense. Yeah, team. like like not saying he's gonna be the best player, but it's just like him coming in and being a stabilizing force, I, I, here, which we've been saying since they drafted. I, I think the big question overall with the defense is the lack of veteran play in the secondary. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. I'm just I think this is gonna be a top ten defense. And then on the I was other, about to ask you how high. Then on the other side of the ball, you insert Tom Brady with Bruce Arians, and obviously two. Pro Bowl slash All Pro receivers in Evans and Godwin, OJ Howard and Gronk. Like it's pretty loaded. And then reports on Tristan Wirfs at right tackle been really positive out of camp. Mm-hmm. You get um, Jensen and Marpet are both two to the better interior offensive linemen in the division. Yep. I just I don't know. I think everything's going to click, and I just think under Arians and, and Brady's guidance, it's just going to be a rock and roll team. I think this defense is going to be better. Obviously, I think it's gonna be fun. I, I don't know if it's gonna be top ten, but I, I get, I get why you believe that. Thanks. Also, my boy <laughs> Ronald oh, Jones can break out. I knew you were gonna say that. 
Uh, hey, reports. What do you good. think? What do you think the Tom Brady led Bruce Arians offense is going to look like? Is it going to look more like the New England get the ball to Brady's hand style, or more like the Arians I don't, downfield shots? I, what, what do you think? I think more of a like. It'll be more like what Brady was operating in New England, but with more mm-hmm. downfield shots. But partially because of personnel, like be, Brady hasn't had a guy like Mike Evans since Randy Moss. No. Yeah. So I th- I think it'll be a bit of a hybrid of the two. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. But leaning more towards um, situations where Brady's just making the right read and getting the ball to his hands versus the. Arians Carson Palmer downfield attack, but I do yeah again yeah. I think they'll have timely shots to Evans. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, it's I don't know. Like honestly, when when you when Brady first signed there, I'm like I had like nine and seven vibes. I'll be honest. And then as the summer kept going on, I kind of kept believing more and more in this Bucks team. I love Bruce uh, Arians. I, I, I know you do, and I I think Bruce Arians is a very good head coach, but I hate him just because as a Cardinal, uh, I'm sh- I'm still I'm surprised you had 13 and three, but yeah, I if you could only watch one team this year aside from the Pittsburgh Steelers, would it be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, is that a good question? I don't know. No, it wouldn't be. But who would it be? Probably the Cardinals. Really? Okay. I know you always you always love the Cards. Well, I I yeah, just love I, the air raid and I love Kyler. I know. Sick question, though. No, it beat the Panthers. Matt Rule. Baylor's <laughs> Let's talk strong. about them. No. <laughs> Let's talk about the Saints. Why do we both have the Saints as, I bet we both have them in the Super Bowl, don't we? I'm not there yet, but uh, I, I, if you were to ask me right now, it's Saints-Chiefs Super Bowl. Wait, then why? Uh, why you, I just said that, and you're like, I'm not there yet. But if you were to ask me, well, then no. you say I'm there. I haven't made my official oh, me picks neither. yet. The, uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, if, yeah. If you were to ask me right now, which you are, Rob, just to make that clear, yes, I do. Okay, Breeze <laughs> is back. He's strengthened his arm. I wrote an article about it. <laughs> um, I mean, realistically, the biggest question is uh, on the Saints' offense is Breeze. The offensive line, which is already one of the best in the league, yeah, it's disgusting. Got better because trading out uh, Warford. For our boy Caesar, who has, I think it's an upgrade. I think you think it's an upgrade. Teron Armstead's oh, yeah. going to be healthy. Ryan Ramchek's an All Pro. Um, Andres Pete cashes in. Like the, it, it's it's a monstrous offensive line. Michael Thomas is coming off an offensive play of the year season. They bring in Manny yeah. Sanders, who's like the perfect complement. Oh yeah, to both Breeze and Thomas. Yeah. Um, Jared Jared I- Cook is. Um, he had a really great season. He did. And they bring in Trotman for depth. Uh, it's kind of finding that the Ted Ginn. Yes. I still like Traquan Smith, but I know he, he just hasn't hasn't put it all together. I know he's not the Ted Ginn, but you know what I mean. Well, no, he is kind of. like I think. Uh, yeah. He gets deep, but not the, not the juice that Ted Ginn No, Well, I mean, nobody has. Hey, you nobody. know Ted Ginn's like top 30 all-time in NFL purpose yards? And people try to tell me he's a bust. That's a that's a whole podcast to talk about yeah. if he's a bust or not. I, I say no. Alvin in Miami, yeah. Alvin Kamara's back healthy. Um, yeah, maybe maybe the biggest question on the offense is that they don't have a running back too. But like, who cares? Well, I mean, Latavius Murray does. You just don't want Alvin. Yeah, yeah. And I just you losing Mark Ingram took away from what Alvin Kamara does as a whole. Yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, uh, in, in coming back to what I mentioned at the top, offensive line continuity is going to be more important than ever, and having a veteran presence at quarterback who's got great timing with veteran receivers, they check all the boxes. Then, defensively, Dennis Allen has been one of the best DCs in the league, and you've got Cam Jordan coming off a defensive player of the year type of season. Mm-hmm. Marcus Davenport gets another year in the system. They have really great depth. Like Malcolm Brown, Marcus Hunt, bringing those guys in, are they are they studs? Yeah. No, but they've played a lot of football, and they've played quality football. Like Shy Tuttle was playing good. Yeah, Shy Tuttle was one of the like, most random undrafted rookies to be competent and then uh, how, like like yeah like like there's a lot of depth on that defensive line like like almost every player is like i like them yeah well and sheldon rankins two years ago was having yeah. a great year and then injured and then spent last year kind of recovering now he he gets another yeah. year to be healthy david onyamata has consistently been one of the best third defensive tackles in the league and then demario davis one of the best linebackers in football plus Alex Anzalone's finally healthy, maybe. Our, our guy, baby. You draft Zach Bond, who I think would, like, realistically, like, the that trio is really fun, really athletic, really high energy. If you've got Bonnet, Sam, Anzalone yeah. at Will, and Demario Davis at Mike. It almost felt like the, the one thing the front – and I didn't think about this before the draft, but the, that they're kind of missing a, a chess piece guy that they can move mm-hmm. around like Zach Bond. Yeah. And which it, uh, using him, seeing how they're going to use him, is going to be a lot of fun. And then you jump to the secondary and it's like they brought Malcolm Jenkins back and he is a perfect yeah. locker room Doesn't he feel, locker room guy and guy yeah. just hold that secondary together and kind of – because it's, it's still pretty – like it's a pretty youthful secondary. I know Marshall Lattimore's been awesome early in his career. And Marcus Williams has been quite young. good early in his career, but they're both still young. Yeah. And then C.J. Gardner Johnson, I forget what's his name now, C.D. C.D. Tw- Deuce, yeah, C.D. Deuce, thank you. Our boy um, is obviously entering year two as the nickel, and then you get Malcolm Jenkins to kind of hold that thing together. And yeah, they also have like weird experience depth with Janoris Jenkins, Patrick Robinson, D.J. Swearinger. Swearinger. Yeah. Let me let me say this about Malcolm Jenkins. Like you kind of said, like the, the the glue there in the back end. It almost feels like he's the piece to finally get them to the Super Bowl. And it, it's not because of something he does in Week Four, because you know you don't have to worry about that. The, the Saints are in the playoffs. It's just like that one play that the Saints miss in the in the you know in the NFC Championship game that feels like they're falling short on every year. You know what I mean? And it just feels like having him in the back end there is that. Little little piece, but it's a big piece, and what kind of can get them over the top? He's a little piece, but he's a big piece. Rob, let it go. Okay. Well, he's also one of my favorite Buckeyes of all time. Um, I know. What is the biggest question with the Saints team, in your opinion? It could be Drew Brees' late season ability. Yeah, like, it's like slowly regressing as the season goes, and feels like he's losing some of that arm strength. But I read an article. I told you that, right? Which. Yeah, last year he he still had it and he missed four weeks, which is a little scarier too, right? But yeah, but then you get Jameis now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Taysom, we didn't even say Taysom. I fuck, I don't even want to say his name. Ah, we, we almost pulled the perfect game there. Yeah, you 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 blew it I once blew again. It. I blew it. I blew it. Anyways, it, it's uh, just the it's insane when you think about the amount of depth this team has at almost every position. We just talked about some of that veteran secondary depth. If you look at their yeah. offensive line, like Nick Easton. Is one of the like could be starting on multiple teams in the NFL, yeah. And he's their swing interior guy. 
Yeah. Like, that's pretty he's... wild. And then we already mentioned the defensive line depth. Like, like uh, exactly. Patrick Alamay started, like, 57 games in the last, you know, over his career. You know what I mean? This yeah, it's just, like, like, guys who've played a lot of football are on this team. It feels like a Super Bowl roster. It's Super Bowl or bust, right? I mean, it's been that way for the last few years. But, but and, and again, having continuity within a team, more important this year than ever. Like, the whole yeah. staff, like, Carmichael's been there OC the whole time Sean Payton's been there. Dennis Allen's been there forever now. Um, it, it's, I guess, honestly, outside of, like, let's assume Breeze is going to be fine. My biggest question becomes, who who's your third pass catcher, or I guess fourth, mm-hmm. fifth pass catcher? Because after Kamara and the receivers and Jared, and Jared Cook. Cook. So <laughs> yeah. it's like that kind of becomes the question. And then it's like, it's like <laughs> Sean, Sean Payton's deal. done such a good job yeah. um, scheming other dudes to football. Like I'm sure they've got a plan to use Trotman, our boy Tommy yeah. Stevens too. No, but okay. <laughs> hey, he's playing tight end now. Yeah, but uh, he's Drew Brees already got Josh Hill's favorite. Like, there's multiple on this coaching staff. There's multiple head coaching candidates. Like, it's wild. This uh, I'm blowing a lot of yeah. gas up their ass, but I'm I'm in yeah. on the Saints team for the third straight year. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, it, are the common folk, as we call them, finally awakened to? Uh, how good this defense is, or is it still the old, like, they, they still think the Saints D is not that good? I don't know. i got to assume people understand Cam Jordan, Demario Davis. Like, they have a Pro Bowl player at every level. And, um, yeah, I, like, right? I, I think people know Jordan is good, and uh, Marshawn Lattimore is good. I feel like Demario Davis still slept on. He is, yeah. Um, CJ Gardner, or sorry, C.D. Deuce. C.D. Deuce. He's about to have a huge year. Yes. Um... I don't know. We'll see. Let's talk Falcons. All right. Do we have to? Matt Ryan is going to go to the Hall of Fame. Um, that, wait, hold on. Do we, is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer to you? Don't ask me that. I don't know. I, I'm not prepared to It's a to big think question, it. right? Is Matt Stafford? Okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I put Ryan before Stafford. I would too. Matt Ryan MVP. won an MVP. Yeah. I, I, it's, a, it's a tough question. I love Matt Ryan. So I Matt Ryan's been better in his career than Eli Manning. Eli Manning has oh. two wins. Yeah. If if Matt Ryan, has, if he won that Super Bowl and it's not... I would say he's a Hall of Famer. He's, he's a Hall of Famer, yeah. Which... Uh, I, Anyways, speaking of Hall of Famers, Todd Gurley in the... Is Todd Gurley going to be competent in this backfield? Apparently he's walking Recently? around with a limp. Okay, I have zero faith in Todd Gurley being competent. You see, they said today like fifteen to twenty-five touches a game for. Oh Tucker. God! No running back should have that, let alone him. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have any faith there. Um, I don't know. Julio Jones and fucking Calvin Ridley are awesome, but Calvin Ridley finally gonna get his his uh, yeah his due. Is he gonna have a yeah. a Pro Bowl under his belt after this season? I don't know, but he should. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I. I don't so know. Like the, the, always... this team's gonna be fine, which feels like seven to nine, eight and eight, because the, That's not they just good. yeah, like even excluding the weirdness of their backfield, like you, <laughs> you Julio Jones is an All Pro. Calvin Ridley's one of the best young receivers in football. The like I think Hayden Hurst is gonna be fine as the as, as yeah. the starting tight end. Like I don't yeah. think he's Pro Bowl or anything, but. 
he's a safety. But when you guy. have like a, 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 a MVP quarterback, uh, borderline Hall of Famer, whatever he is. Uh, Top 10 first quarterback. Ballot Hall of Fam- we can call him that. Top 10 quarterback. Yeah. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer in Julio Jones mm-hmm. on this offense. It's like when you're like, okay, this is a 7-9, 8-8 team. That's just bad. Like. Like that's and, and like they've invested so much in this offensive line, and they did it again. It has to be better, like man. I think Chris Lindstrom's gonna be really good. Uh, I, I it's just still like when you look at it, although it's been invested in, there's still so many like is he that is like, like okay Alec Caleb McGarry yeah yeah Caleb McGarry was a questionable pick. Jake Matthews feels like he he's paid like a Pro Bowler, but he's an average left he's tackle. Yeah, James Carpenter and Jamon Brown felt like they were just fucking throwing money at whatever it would stick to. The draft Matt yeah. Hennessy, which I like, but is Matt Hennessy playing guard or is he the plan to replace Alex Mack in a year? I, I, I think it's the Mack plan. I think right. you're right. Um, yeah, and that which isn't good for this season. Yeah, and and then you 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 flip to the defense. They still haven't found a pass rusher at edge. They so they throw money at Dante Fowler. Um, they draft Marlon Davidson. To stick him, which I do like. Like, it's just there's so much invest in the D line. It's like outside of Grady Jarrett, I don't for sure trust, don't trust anything. anything. Yeah, and then at all, like honestly. And then their two big name, um, defensive stars outside of Jarrett are Deion Jones and Keanu Neal, and neither can stay healthy, especially Keanu yeah. Neal. And yeah. it just it feels like the injury bug. If it hits them again, they're fucked. AJ Terrell yeah. and Isaiah Oliver are. High upside, really low floor corners. Exactly. I, I don't trust either. It's of them just it's a season. lot of it's a really hit or miss football team in general. And I yeah. I don't know. I think Dan Quinn. I like Dan Quinn. You you like Dan Quinn. He. It's if he gets fired, is he getting another head coaching job? I think I he'd be a really good college head coach. Maybe, uh, but I don't know if yeah. that's like I know he was at Florida, but yeah, it wouldn't shock me if it happened. When, he, uh, the other option I think is he becomes like Gus Bradley has and just becomes one of the best DCs in football again. Uh, yeah, I, I I think so too. I, right now, I think the way the NFL is, I think he probably gets another head coaching chance. I don't know. I don't. I'm not saying he. Should. I know you're not. I just. I, I think he uh, would. I, I, I I so much question hiring defensive guys as head coaches now. I we both do. Yeah. But yeah, ultimately it feels like the same old same old in Atlanta. Poor Which Atlanta is, people. Uh, bad. Yeah. yeah, Carolina though. I, I want to love the Falcons team so much, Rob. You know. I that. love Matt Ryan. Ryan. Me too. I love Calvin Ridley. I, I love Deion Jones. I love Edo Smith. I love Greedy Jarrett. Grady Jarrett's maybe the most lovable. Anyways, we can't just keep talking, Falcons. Yeah, fine. Carolina. Your Carolina Panthers. I love Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I like. I, I. I feel pretty good about old Matt Rule. I think this team's gonna sneak out a couple more wins than they should, and both than they should because they're not as good as the other team they're playing, and as they should because they should be losing to get draft picks, but. Uh- I don't oh. think this is the year that a new head coach is going to be in a good with a new quarterback and a horrible offensive line. I don't think that's a okay. good recipe for sneaking out games. Like Russell Kuhn doesn't sound like he can play. No, he doesn't. That's that's bad. But Taylor Moe on the other side, baby, let's go. And then like it's a lot of youth on the offensive line. 
it's yeah. Dennis Daly might be starting at guard. Matt Paradise has been bad since he came to Carolina. Um, Christian McCaffrey's gonna have like three thousand touches. Yeah, like the uh, the weapons on this team, like D- Christian McCaffrey. DJ more quietly yeah. was awesome last year. Uh, yeah, very. Uh, yeah, like what, uh, 1,100 yards, 1,200 yards like, receiving? And like, mo- most most places, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, plus Addy and Christian McCaffrey, that's a really fun pass-catching group. Yeah. But it's just a lot of, I we haven't even mentioned Joe Brady's the OC, but it's just a lot of, really for me, it comes down to the offensive line. Yeah, no, I uh, for sure. And uh, going back to your point, it's like Matt Rule kind of feels like a culture changing yes. guy, and maybe this isn't the off season to. Change That's what I feel, and I think next year you get a whole year together. You take a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance. Joe Brady mm-hmm. sculpts this offense around Matt Rule, builds that culture, and, and, yep. and you do have pieces towards building that culture. You've got Derek Brown, you've got Brian Burns, you've got Edgar Grossman-Toss. In another year, that's a really impressive defensive line. I didn't even mention Quan Short. Yeah, what what was it, like nine? They, how many draft picks they have? Eight or nine? And they, they all, all won. That's the side of the yeah. ball. And then like Shaq Tom, like losing Luke Keekley is insane that they have to deal with that as well. And if, if yeah. you, like Shaq Thompson, I think is going to be a stud for them as the dude. But there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot else going on in that linebacker core. Um. The secondary is just, it's a lot of youth. Yeah, like Dante Jackson's the only one you can really trust. Yeah, and, and he's obviously only going to year three. And yeah, the set, like... Like, this isn't the I, year to, th- to, like, to, to be starting rookies in the secondary because they just haven't had the offseason for it. So I think it's yeah. going to be... it's. I think they they have more talent than a 2-14 and 14 team. It's just they have mm-hmm. absolutely every factor working against them. Yeah, that's fair. And, like... Going to your point again, Jeremy Chin, who might be this linebacker safety hybrid role, uh, probably not a great year for him to to kind of settle into. That exactly, idea, you know? it's just I think you give them another year. Next year they they get their quarterback. Um, things and they got to st- invest big on the offense, yeah, and then they they can spend in free agency potentially. Like that mm-hmm. Russell Okung trade Turner trade looks insane. It I, felt it insane looked, at the it time. Looked bad when it yeah. happened. So I think it, it just similar to Jacksonville. There's things you like about the team. It's just you got to go fuck off for the season, get your quarterback, and then and then really start looking towards the future. Mm-hmm. All right, want to rank QBs? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, tenth for the memes again, Will Greer, baby. Uh, ninth uh, for the memes again, Matt Schwab, baby. I can't believe Matt Schwab is still in the league, I, but I'm happy he's back in Atlanta. I'll say that. Eight, uh, Taysom Hill. <laughs> Seven, PJ Walker, baby. He's the, he's the most recent touchdown pass thrower. Spot the lie. Uh, six, Kurt Bankert, because I, I still believe, and some of us still believe, Rob. And then uh, the top five is actually interesting. I, I put Teddy at five. I put Jameis over Teddy. They're close for me, though. I still love Teddy at four for Jameis Winston. And then the best one, two, three punch of any division in the NFL. Uh, Matt Ryan's third. Ugh, struggle with the top two. I I. I I wonder if we're gonna ever reverse. I got Brady two and Breeze one. Me, but I don't know. Really? Okay, I could flip a coin though. I struggled. Um, I went ten Ryan Griffin because people forget he's <laughs> he's been in the NFL for like five years somehow. I know. Nine, he's cashing in. Nine Will Greer. Eight uh, Mike Mayock's QB one Blaine Gabbert. 
Seven, Kurt Benkert, because, yeah, I mean, forever respect Kurt Benkert on this show. The Miami game? Go back and watch that if there's no football. Uh, Six, Taysom Hill. Five, Teddy Bridgewater. Four, James Winston. Three, Matt Ryan. Two, Tom Brady. One, Drew Brees. So we we agree five to one. I can't believe you didn't have P.J. Walker. I thought about it. Shut up. Uh, yeah. He couldn't uh, cut it in the Big Ten, so. That's a good point. Uh, MVP, I'm asking you first because I didn't want to answer first. I picked Drew Brees. I picked Tom Brady. I think Brees is better than Tom Brady based off last year. I, I do too. Uh, that's why I had Brees over Brady. But it just feels a. Well, I mean, moves. you're you're right in the sense that in an actual vote, if they had the same season, Tom Brady would win. Yeah, exactly. It just feels like Drew Brees is never going to get the MVP now. Poor Brees. Offensive player of the year, Michael Thomas. But you could pick a lot. Well, of I, hey, we swapped. I want Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. I just uh, Kamara, if you want. Julio, obviously, always McCaffrey, but they're going to not be good. <laughs> yeah. Defense player of the year? Cam Jordan. It's got to be Cam Jordan, but it's really fun to look at who the other options are. If Okay, who's your second? I don't even know who my second choice would be. Who's yours? I think mine would be Levante David, but he would never, ever, ever win it. I think that's the right choice. It'd be kind of like a lot of guys you're kind of guessing on. Like, I, like, I like Demario like, Davis it? a lot, too, for it. Yeah. Devin White? Sleeper, yeah. The young guy. No, I, I put his name down, and then obviously Shaq Barrett. But yeah, yeah. Offensive rookie of the year, <laughs> Tristan Wirfs. That I think that's the right pick, right? Like, there's like no chance of actually winning it. But uh, I'm like, when there's no one really here, he is the most important offensive rookie to his team, and I think he's gonna be the the best. A hundred percent. There's like, there's legitimately no one else even starting. Well, the Panthers didn't even draft one. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, next is a Caesar Ruiz, and then it's a Keyshawn Vaughn. I, like, I don't know. Like, well, it's, it's not good. Yeah, I, I think second would have to be Caesar Ruiz. And, yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn and Tyler Johnson, the reports have been like they've sucked at training camp. Or, uh, well, Tyler Johnson's been injured, and Keyshawn Vaughn sucked. Sick. That's great for them. Yeah. yeah. Defensive rookie year. Derek Brown. This is a really fun division for it. I'm picking Antoine yeah. Field Jr., but I think Derek Brown also makes sense because he'll be guaranteed to be playing – a lot of snaps. Yeah, I, I feel like like Derek Brown's a safer pick for sure, but Antoine Winfield Jr. could be a star by the end of the season. I think so too, but Derek Brown is definitely a safer pick. Yeah. yeah. O line of the year got to be Saints. Yeah. Speaking of safe picks, uh, speaking of safe picks, comeback player of the year got to be Gronk. This is the division for it, isn't it? Todd Gurley, Gronk, Deion Jones, <laughs> Keanu Neal. Gronk is like got to be one of the top. Three league wide though, if not top if, two. If Gronk has five hundred yards and five touchdowns, they'll probably just give it to him. Yeah, if, if it's like it's down to like if Alex Smith takes a snap, or if Gronk scores five touchdowns. Most improved, Ian Thomas. I'm doing it again, baby. You love <laughs> him. Got You're the, in on that. I, I respect it. I, I'm 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 sold down the river here now, Rob. Big ten. Who do you have? Oh come on. Yep. Who do I have? Ronald Jones. Oh fuck! Of course, <laughs> Ronald Jones going to run for a thousand yards. Yep. Did, did, hear me out. I was reading the Tampa Bay training camp report. Times. Oh, I wish. Um, and like Lashawn McCoy's already they're running back too. Like that's how bad it is. So like, there's no way Ronald Jones isn't just getting all the touches. Yeah. 
If they're throwing the ball 50 times a game, though, baby. They might as well. Fuck it. Yeah. I agree. Breakout player. Guess my breakout player. Guess. Guess. I don't know. This is a really good division for it. It, Jamel it Dean, is, but uh, Jamel fucking Dean, baby, okay. of course. Well, the, there's a lot one. of pressure because I know you love DJ Moore and I know you love Alex Kappa. To, see, to me, DJ Moore broke out last year. Okay, I put Cal- uh, Kappa's a good. I man. put Calvin yeah. Ridley because I think he's gonna break out in terms of like name to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, but, Ridley was my pick last you, year. I think I said to get to a thousand, and he didn't. Right? Yeah. No, he got a thousand, didn't he? I, th- did I he? thought he just okay. barely did. Uh, I will check. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Alex Kappa is an interesting one. Shaq Thompson, CJ Gardner-Johnson, a.k.a. C.D. Deuce. C.D. Deuce. That, that probably but I also had uh, Jamel Dean down there, too. He's a good pick. Coach of the year? Uh, Bruce Arians. I'll pick Sean Pete. Bruce, really? Bruce can't keep winning. It's not fair. Oh, he has? The, oh, first of all, they, they show that they're going to just keep giving it to him. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. Assistant coach of the year. By the way, eight sixty six for Ridley, oh, seven really? touchdowns. Um, yeah, uh, Dennis Allen. Good pick. That was my second choice, but obviously off the top, I talked to top bulls, so I go top bulls. Okay, uh, Byron Leftwich, I guess in, in in the combo too. Yeah, for sure. He's calling plays apparently. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Um, GM of the year. It's like I hate these GMs, but it has to be either Jason Light or Mickey Loomis. Uh, realistically, Jason, Jason Light. Light. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, if like, okay, he is a legit candidate to win, and if he wins, he doesn't deserve it. But I don't know if it's you know if it's Winfield showing up, if it's Jamel Dean showing up, Devin White, like those guys on the defensive side of the ball showing up. Yeah, then uh, then he he deserves it, I guess. And they make they go thirteen and three or eleven to five. You know. Yeah, go Tampa thirteen and three, baby. All right, uh, tune in next time when we might do a mock draft or we might just finish with the AFC and NFC West. We'll see. That's the fun of the show. No one knows what's going on.